you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where sometimes we actually talk about fitness. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. Um, And we mentioned talking about scaling workouts a couple of weeks ago and have kind of did a scaling episode-ish a while ago, like just specifically talking about dumbbells. But today we're going to talk about why scaling is something we think is worth doing and you will need to do at some point along your fitness journey. So today we're going to talk about what scaling is, how you do it and why it benefits you. So yes. Also, quick shout out to this rock and cold sore I have because we live in Nebraska and it's spring, so the fucking weather can't decide. So if you're coming to flame me for my cold sore because it looks like shit, I know I look like I got punched in the face. We'll just uh, say that in a box. Can't even see it. Really good, no. good because it fucking feels like it's like huge. I hate cold sores; they're the worst. It's like, hey, it's cold out. Hey, it's warm out. Now, fuck you. You have a giant thing on your lip. What? Why? Anyway, so scaling. You can scale a fish. You can scale a building. You can even scale your workout. Did you know that? You can. Scaling fish is fucking disgusting, by the way. If you've never done it before, I don't recommend it if you're queasy. Uh, Scaling workouts is one of those things that we love to do. There are a lot of influencers out there on the interwebs that would disagree and say you need to max out or get out every day. We're not going to fucking entertain those people because that's not what we do here. We here at Meathead Test Kitchen are not idiots. So let's be realistic and get real nerdy about scaling, aka modifying your workout. Yes. So what is that? Anyway, (laughs) scaling basically means that you change the intensity of the workout to fit your current fitness level. There's also scaling options for every single exercise. We've talked about it a ton. For example, you can always use a lighter weight in a weightlifting session or use elastic bands to help you with pull-ups, muscle-ups, squats, plus a ton of other shit. You can do fewer reps or just anything to help you finish the workout within your skill level. Yeah. I mean, even experienced lifters have to scale occasionally. Hello. I've, I've done it for a while now, you know, cause I've been coming back from an injury and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but it could be due to again, an injury or they don't have enough strength in them that given day to keep up the weight for their whole wad. If you asked an Olympic weightlifter that is training for a competition, if they have scaled a workout recently, I bet you they will probably say yes in some capacity, probably not their big lifts, but they've probably scaled something here or there because they have a nagging injury or they woke up and their back felt like Mm -hmm. shit. Or it's just one of those things where 
you kind of assess and then move forward as the day goes, you know, it, when you're in your workout. Well, does this feel shitty? Okay, well, this still feels shitty after I got moving. So it's going to continue to probably not feel good. Maybe I should scale this today and we'll just call it a day. Right, fucking right. nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's being realistic and it's being smart because you're trying to avoid injury or further injuring yourself if you're already hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, scaling can also mean that you do fewer rounds with the same intensity and weights or just fewer reps of that particular exercise um, that you have not mastered yet. So maybe reps for double unders in the wad is 50, but you cannot string together more than two. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of scaling down to single unders, which is also an option, you could still practice your double unders, but scale the reps down to 25 or just do double unders for 90 seconds. Yeah. Like me, I'm, I'm not coordinated enough to rock a double under all the time. Uh, Sometimes I just double it and do single unders. I just double the reps yeah, and yeah. just do singles. And that's totally fine. You know, it's your fucking prerogative. You are the master of your domain. You get to decide what your workout looks like that day. Um, like the double under thing is a really good example. We're going to talk a lot about CrossFit today. Just warning you. Um, I know people already think that we're CrossFit adjacent. We're really not. We just talk about whatever the fuck we feel like talking about on any given day. Um, but CrossFit's a really good example for this because they actually do a really good job of being an example for the scaling model. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're very upfront about it. You know, they have the whole fucking on-ramp program. I'm just going to tell you about that right now. If you don't know what it is, look up CrossFit on-ramp. It will completely change your mind about dipping your toe into the world of CrossFit. I promise you. Um, but in our humble opinion, scaling is a necessary survival skill for fitness tubes of any flavor. It's not just CrossFit, but like we said, it's a good example because they do a really good job of saying, well, if you can't do this, that's cool. Do this instead. Exactly. They're not going to punish you because you're not as advanced as someone who's been practicing this sport for three years. That's not a fair fucking expectation either. Let's just be upfront about yeah, that yeah. as well. Like your time is definitely a factor and your experience and your time work together when you talk about furthering your athletic skills. So like exactly. Well, and a lot of times, like with anything that you're doing, I guess what we can go back to the double double under equation that we gave just a little bit ago. A lot of times if you're trying to practice to master a movement, the practice of said double under counts towards whatever you're working on in the wad. So maybe instead of, you know, doubling to double, sorry, taking the number of double unders and doubling them for single unders, maybe that's not what you want to work on that day. Maybe you just put a clock up and for the amount of time that it would take you to complete 100 single unders, you're practicing your double unders. Yeah. That's also a scaling option. Um, we've also attached a really great in-depth article from Misfit Athletics about scaling, and they really get into the specifics of how to scale with different stimuli. It's so good that we could talk about it for like two more hours. So to find, yeah. go find that in the show notes page at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Yeah, they get really in depth. They talk about like plyometrics. They talk about weightlifting. Like they talk about everything. So um, that'll be there in the show notes attached at the bottom. But now that you know when to scale, how the fuck do you actually do it? That is a completely different question that people ask. And a lot of times this is the hang up. It's not the why. People understand the why. It's not very hard to convince you why you should scale. It's the actual process of figuring out how to make it work for you because doing the work sometimes fucking sucks. You have to do a lot of trial and error. So let's get hypothetical. We were going to do CrossFit again. So say you're in a CrossFit. You walk into the gym. You go straight to the board and you see what the wad is for the day. You go see that you have some heavier weights in that wad. And the next person to you is loading up the RX weight on their bar. The person next to you has been at the gym with for like four years. You've been there for eight months. 
Should you do the full RX weight? Should you scale the weight back? There are a couple of things to consider when you're making this choice. Yeah. Uh, faster is better. Knock down the weight. So yeah. the higher the intensity can remain during the workout, the more benefit you are going to receive. To us, a faster finish time is better than a heavier rep scheme. Yes, because you're also you're getting that time under tension, which is still good, but you're keeping your cardio capacity at the level that they would want it to be at if you were at RX weight. You need to think about it that way. Like you, you're not doing it at 75% of your capacity. You're doing it at a hundred percent of your capacity. Even if the person next to you, that's their 75%. That doesn't matter. They're not fucking lifting the weight for you. You're lifting the weight for you. So you need to be right, a realistic right. person and think about how am I going to make this work for me? So say that you've got Imam and you have every minute on the minute, you've got 10 muscle snatches at, I don't know, we're just going to fucking say 95 pounds. You can't fucking muscle snatch 45 pounds. Okay, so what are you going to do? You can pull out the dumbbells. You can pull out the kettlebells. You can do a bunch of different things. Well, I guess that's not fair if you say you can't muscle snatch 45 pounds because that's like the barbell and a couple of fives. So you could probably muscle snatch 45 pounds, but you couldn't do like 75. So don't do 75. That's okay. Do the 45. Even if it's just the little weights, you're doing muscle snatches. It doesn't matter. You're going to be fucking, you're going to be done in no time. But you want to make sure that you're keeping that cardio level up while you're going because that is the, like... Part of it's about lifting the weight, but most of it's not about lifting the weight. Most of it's about testing your capacity in the system that you have right now to make your system stronger. And I in don't this example. Yeah. 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 And I don't think that a lot of people are really good at like conveying that for some reason. I don't I don't know why. It's like one of those explain it like I'm five things. You don't know how to explain it. Then you're why are you explaining it? But in this example, you want to keep that cardio capacity up because you're talking about a wad. That thing's like 10, 15 minutes and you're done. You need it to be high capacity. And if now, you don't know what a wad is, it's the workout of the day. Yes. Um, and it's used It's used outside of CrossFit. Sometimes it's just used as slang for your daily workout because everybody loves a good, you know, quick three-letter thing and you just move on with your day. But um, in this example, you want to make sure that you're keeping your cardio capacity up. So for us, that's the more important part. Remember, you're not doing light days. You're doing fast days. Fast is just as good as heavy in certain situations when you can't get as heavy. Like just sometimes you have to be okay with just saying, okay, this is as good as I can do today. Yeah, exactly. The other important thing is. So with anything, we say this all of the time, but it's because it's important. If you cannot get full range of motion and complete that movement at your faster pace with proper form, that is another indication that you need to move down. Yep. If you are unable to complete an entire like range of motion in your goblet squat, then you need to bring the weight down. Are you leaning all the way forward when you're going down because just because you're going faster? Or have you mastered the movement and you're just using too heavy of weight? So unless it's specifically programmed, you're limiting your gains by doing those half reps. If you're not doing the full range of motion, not that it doesn't count. It counts for something. Obviously, you're still moving your body. You need to be able to do the full range of motion. And if you can't reach the full range of motion, like I said, bring that weight down or ask your coach for some mobility tips and stretches that will get you there. It can be done. But again, that's going to be some of your bitch work. Yes. Um, and full range of motion is super important for a couple of things, mostly because you're not getting the full benefit of any exercise if you're not doing the complete motion. Now, like people say astrograss and they make it think like I use the term astrograss because it's a good like example. It's a good like 
mental trigger like oh i'm gonna sit all the way down my ass is gonna be touching the grass that's how far i'm going but people use it as like a and i'm like no fuck that shit put your ass to the grass but only if you can and if you can't then fucking work to put your ass to the grass and some people aren't ever going to be able to do a full ass grass squat and they won't and that's okay like everybody your range of motion won't allow you to Yes, everybody's levers are set up differently. Your legs and your torso are going to run a lot of that, and that is shit you cannot fucking control. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. We didn't make the rules. We're just fucking telling you about it. Exactly. The other thing, too, is like friends, again, we need to put this on a shirt. Friends don't let friends ego lift. Okay. The worst thing you could do is put up too much weight on the bar and then have form breakdown on the lift. That's what we're getting at in our last point. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to hurt your fucking self. Don't throw a ton of weight on the bar. I think that a lot of times too, especially in situations with like CrossFit or working out with a friend or whatever, you feel that competitive spirit. So you're like, well, they're oh, yeah. going up. They can lift this much. I'm going to put some more on there too. But if you can't lift that weight without gigantic form rep uh, breakdown on a day, you're not doing a one rep max. Stop doing that. Small yeah. gains over time add up to the big gains that you're looking for anyway. And you can't make gains if you're fucking laying down with the ice pack on your back because you fucking hurt yourself. So if you're unsure about the movement, ask your coach, look up some videos on YouTube, take video of yourself performing the lift. If it doesn't feel quite right, chances are it might not look quite right. Yeah, don't peer pressure yourself into fucking pushing your limits when you don't need to be doing it. And as someone that used to lift socially a lot because that was a way that we used to hang out when we lived in PR. Like our friends would come visit and we would just fucking take them to the gym because the gym that we went to were like, yeah, we don't give a shit. Bring them in for free. We know they're only going to be here for a couple of days. We like you guys. We don't fucking care. So we would just bring our friends in to fucking work out with us and they would try They would like, they'd get excited to lift, but then I would catch them all kind of sliding into the trap of putting more weight on the bar than maybe they should. So they do their first set and I'm like, take five pounds off each side and let's mm-hmm. see that again. Like, I'm not going to be like, take the weight off the bar, but like, right. let's rethink this. When Just I, when I had my workout buddy and we were, we had the outdoor shred shed, I constantly would be like, dude, it's okay. Like you can lift more on bench than I'm probably ever going to lift in my life. Yeah. It's just not my strong suit. Deadlift yeah. and, and squat are just take a little bit off because she would, and it was because she was scared because she had too much weight on the bar. So she right. would she wouldn't do the full range of motion in her, in her squat because she was too scared to go down any further. Yeah, it was too heavy. You say the outdoor shred shed, and I think about you lifting when it was six degrees outside. Yeah, I don't miss that. <laughs> uh, speaking of working with a friend, make sure that you have a spotter for days that you do want to work on heavier weights. In a controlled environment, your coach or spotter can watch and help you with your technique. This is the perfect scenario. This is where you want to fuck around and find out and play around with some things because you do have someone to bail you out if something goes wrong. Very important. Don't don't do those. I'm not going to say don't do them on your own because if you've lifted for long enough, you can test one rep max on your own safely if you know what you're doing. But if you're newer to the gym, don't fuck around on heavy weight days without having someone that can at least keep an eye on you because mm-hmm. you don't want to deal with folding under a squat that's too heavy and having it roll down your neck and onto your head because you couldn't stand it back up off the box. Right. Totally <laughs> didn't happen to me. 
totally didn't happen to me. Like it happens. <laughs> Phil was there to bail me out. I didn't fucking hurt myself. It looked ugly and it made for a great fucking video to send to my coach at the time. But that was about it. Like I didn't die. I didn't have any like irreparable damage. But always make sure that when you're fucking around on heavy day that you have somebody with you because you can slow it down and work on your beautiful, perfect form as good as it's ever going to be. That's how you get there with that practice under a controlled environment with someone there to make sure that you're safe and that they, that you're doing the movement right. Exactly. You honestly do need that. If you haven't lifted for long enough, you don't know what form breakdown looks like on yourself yet. You need someone else to help you figure that out because that's why you also take video and then you cross-reference the video where they said your form broke down and you know what it looks like on yourself. This is why it's important. Chances are you know what that feels like, too. You do know what it feels like, but it looks different sometimes. Like the way yeah. that it looks. Well, I just mean like yeah. when you see the form breakdown in the video, you know uh -huh. on your own body like, oh, I know what that felt like when I did yep. it. Yeah, yeah. It's that it's that connection where it just plugs them in together and you're just like, oh, shit, that's OK. Now I know what it looks and it feels like. Fuck. Yeah. Those those things are important, especially if you want to lift for a really long time and not hurt yourself. Yeah. A hundred. Like. <laughs> totally agree. Uh, obviously ask for help. If you have a coach, talk to your coach. They can help find programming that works for you. If you go to a box gym, the people at the counter are there for you to ask questions to. Mm -hmm. Also, every single person who looks like big beefy <laughs> Brina or Brad more than likely will, if you ask them to spot you or look at your form, be able to, they're not scary people 90, 90% of the time. They're just there doing their thing, working out. If you need a spotter, someone will spot you. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where like when I started going to a new gym, I was always like, Hey, I'm Sadie. If you ever need anything and you see me around, like, just let me know. And I wouldn't do that to be like, Hey, I've lifted for a really long time, but like, I know how it feels to be new in the gym and you're afraid to ask the person that's been lifting for a while for help because you don't want to bother them. So I always did it as like a, Hey, I'm around if you ever need anything kind of a deal mm -hmm. because I needed that. And someone did that for me. And it was a fucking game changer for me at the gym. Like right, it made right. me less afraid. It made me less paranoid to be fucking occupying space with these people because I didn't think I was fit enough to go to the gym, which is a whole complete fucking different conversation that we should probably talk about. And I don't think we have. Um, but I know that like, if you think that you're not alone, like I used to think that I wasn't fit enough to go to the gym and just saying it out loud is fucking absurd. So just know that like, that's an intrusive thought that you should just slap away every time you hear it. Fuck that shit. Um, so we've talked about scaling what it is. We've talked about how to do it. Now, why should you fucking do it? Why does it benefit you? So the goal when modifying for yourself is to always create a comparable stimulus and intensity. So if you can't do the full blown version, do the hardest fucking version that you can do right now. That's what that's saying. So creating a similar stimulus can be done in a bunch of different ways. And like we said, I kind of pulled some of this from that Misfit Athletics article. So it references a little bit of that, but it can require a little creativity and thought. The strategies that we have mentioned above and that they mentioned in their article aren't a complete list by any means, but they are meant to create a jumping off point for your at-home workouts or your workouts at the gym if you don't have a coach. Coaches are important. We highly recommend them if you can afford them. If you can't afford them, this is why we exist and do this pro bono so that you can arm yourself with the best possible fucking information that you can find. We research this shit. I'm a fucking certified personal trainer. Like we, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> and we talk to people that also know what they're talking about. You can reference any of the last what, 130, what is this episode 130? So the last 129 episodes, take your pick. We've talked to, you know, trainers at D1 colleges. We've talked to fucking Dr. Stacy Sims, who is the authority on female training and physiology. Like, 
it's it's not just us saying this like everybody else is saying this too but then you have the fucking people on tiktok and instagram that are just trying to sell you snake oil and supplements and we just don't talk about those people because it's not worth our fucking breath um yeah. but what you need to do is you need to make it work for you and that's going to look different and that's okay it doesn't have to look the same as what my scaling would look like or what sasha's scaling would look like we're not you yeah. yeah. And it's great for recovery, injury yeah. recovery specifically. So sometimes you're going to have to train around your injuries if you can. Sometimes you can't and that's okay. I had a rib injury at the beginning of last year and it sucked and I had to scale literally everything. I had to go to air squats. I was only using bands for a really long time because I fucked my rib up. Yeah. Um, when you're done with being injured, scale your workout so you can taper back up to the activity activity level that you were used to. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer than other people. It depends on the severity of injury. It depends on where the injury is, but it's okay because it's on your timeline, not anybody else's. And your genetics can also have a big play in this too. Mm -hmm. So like um, our friend, Chris, he, he had, he broke his ankle and dislocated his ankle on some black ice a couple months ago. And he just started recently running again. And it's been awesome because he's running again and that's all he wants to do because he's going to go fucking run for the MS, uh, the marathon across the country again this summer. And for me, I've had FOMO because it's like, that's awesome. that I'm so fucking excited that he's back to doing shit again. And I'm like, I still can't squat 95 pounds. And it's like, dude, you had part of your kneecap fucking removed. <laughs> like your injuries aren't even the same. Don't do this. Like even I fall into this trap. I know that sometimes you fall into this trap too, because it happens to us. Like we all get FOMO. We all feel like we're fucking missing out somehow. That's why you just fucking keep your eyes forward. Keep your blinders up and just do your thing. Because sometimes even though, you know, somebody's doing something else and you're like, well, why can't I do that? They're doing their own fucking thing. They've got their own set of work to fucking worry about. You've got your own shit. And that's what I had to tell myself. It's like, I have my own shit to do. So like, yeah, I can't do stuff yet, but he's running and that's fucking awesome. Cause that's what he wants to do. Right. Like it, you gotta, you gotta play that game with yourself sometimes when you're coming back from an injury and the mental part of coming back from an injury was a mind fuck that I was not prepared for at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of that, of what I just explained to you for the last like 60 seconds. Um, but one big thing to remember is that you shouldn't make your situation more stressful than it already may be. Like I just said, and you should be okay with close enough. Like we talked about earlier, if you're stuck with little to no equipment and you're working out at home and you're looking to modify your training, ask yourself some questions like, what is the stimulus or is this workout supposed to make my lungs burn? Is it supposed to make my legs feel like cement? Using that information, you can substitute what is in your given workout with what you have available so that you can make comparable stimuli versus the RX version. Now, that was a lot of words, but it won't only help you maintain your fitness, but it'll improve your fitness as well. Good enough is fucking good enough. Exactly. That's probably on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have, if like you are needing to, like you can't think of things that you could do to scale something, literally Google is your friend. Dude, there see? are so many movements that can replace what like a pull-up. There are so many movements that can replace a bunch of different things. Something that is pretty inexpensive to invest into that adds extra stimuli would be bands. Invest in some bands. The pull-up bands can be used for a bunch of different things. They're a little bit heavier duty than some of the other, like the rubber ones that you can get. Those work really well. You can get 
those slider things that go on the floor that you can add a bunch of different stress to different exercises. And they're like $10. They're plastic. They slide on the carpet. If you need help with them sliding on the carpet, you can stick a paper towel or a towel underneath them. But those are things that are fairly inexpensive that should, you know, and are a little bit more accessible than maybe weights. Shit, but you got paper plates and carpet. You have ab sliders. Yeah, there you go. You don't even have to spend the $10 in the plastic. Yeah, Just use seriously. some paper plates. Or even a towel on a wooden floor. Yeah. Just make um, sure that it's not too slick that you don't bust your face. That's the big thing to yeah. worry about when we're doing those. I've, sure. I've done that from experience before. I may or may have popped my chin on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm graceful, God damn it. <laughs> Remember, too, that this is your fitness journey. And you have to be able to meet yourself where you're at, for fuck's sake. And scaling <laughs> lets you do exactly that. If you can't, Rick rip off an RX Fran, which is a wad after yeah. your first six months of CrossFit, I bet you can do a multitude of other things that you weren't able to do six months ago. So remember to step back, take a look at the big picture from time to time, stop and smell the roses on your way to the top of the mountain and eat the piece of cake too. It's there. Yeah. There it's for your enjoyment. Me. It's just telling you, eat me. Eat me. <laughs> Please eat me. Buy some programming, meatheadathletics.com. We've got a couple of templates up there. I also have personal training and nutrition coaching available. Like I said earlier, I'm an ISSA personal certified trait, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. I also talk for a living. You wouldn't fucking believe that either, would you? And buy some merch because merch pays the mortgages at our house. Shop.herdatmedia.com. We've got t-shirts, flags. We've got all sorts of shit up. Beanies. Uh, hat season is here. We've got fucking wicked awesome trucker hats. That's right. I just said we that. Do. Hey, man, Y2K is coming back. Wicked awesome trucker hats were never not cool in my book. I've worn them for fucking ever. <laughs> Since everyone's idolizing the shit we wore 20 years ago. Hey, here you go. Have a fucking trucker hat. <laughs> exactly. Shop at media.com. Show notes are at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Be nice to someone else this week that you don't know, God damn it, because there's enough assholes out here on the internet. We don't need any more of that bullshit. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Herd at Sports Network production.